It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everyone, it is time for another NFL in London podcast. Wade and Ryan, it is, uh, man, we're working our way through this season. Dark, it's called Dark Days. It is Dark Days in the Looking NFL. Forward to Christmas. It's, uh, <laughs> week 10 is done. Um, and by yeah. this point, uh, you know your team. You, you should yeah. know what your record is after 10. Uh, it's actually, you're coming to Thanksgiving, so you know what to be thankful for. And most teams, it's not much. To be not honest. much. It's, There's a lot of mediocrity. It is been, it is. You know, every year I think, oh, you know, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks. And then halfway through, I, I've never seen anything like this with like no name, like Tommy DeVito and all these no namers. Stroud Howell, been, man. It's Stroud just been incredible. Like, ah. yeah, both ends of the spectrum, we're just seeing literally the, the scrubbiest scrubs who would like the jobbers of the WWF back in the day, the Iron Mike Sharps. Not even them. that good. Brand Not even Arena. that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you got that. And it's just been, and then on the other hand, you got CJ Stroud, who's just being uh, doing stuff no one's ever seen before. It's quite uh, such common. If, if anything, in the, the pocket, NFL man. is unpredictable. If anything, the NFL, that's why it's the best league in the world because it's not like oh, same teams every year. It's it, it's a wild one. This is a weird one. It's uh, just the found thing... out another massive injury just just got announced with Deshaun well, Watson being out uh, for the year. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things. He kept telling everyone, I think I'm injured. My shoulder's hurt. Uh, you don't want to take my shoulder, sir. No, no, you're fine. Keep playing. Yeah. You got. The, you need to keep earn the money. Fist, and he was just like, all right, I guess uh, I got to keep turns playing. Turns out, oh, no, your shoulder was broken the whole time. Um, a lot of pressure on the kid. I mean, uh, you know, bad injury. I don't feel bad. I No one feels bad for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I feel, well, I mean, look, the the Browns looked alive when he was, uh, when he was throwing it, and it's too bad because he was playing with a broken shoulder, and Man, he was playing for it so long. I do feel bad for him. I do feel bad that they made him play injured. I do feel bad that, you know, that wow. um, this was, a, oh, it'll be fine. you got to earn the money. And basically, they basically ground this. Uh, well, he, it was t- we can just start with that game uh, because it was like a tale of, of two halves. Because in the first half, he looked awful. He was like, oh, for five for like most of the second half. Then the second half, yeah. I guess, broken shoulder and all 15 for 15 at one point. He was just on fire, moving him up and down. It was it was such a, a weird game because you kind of felt like Baltimore just had it in control the whole time. And then Lamar with just an awful pick six, an awful yeah. pick six to to just make this, and then the thing is, he's had all this MVP hype, and all, and I've been, I've been watching it. It's just been like he's been good, but his defense has been great, and he's just having to just get by. And like he's, he has like ten touchdowns less than the, the 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 guy who leads it. So it's like, how is he the MVP? So I think that one was just a bit of a, a kind of oh, because they had that game. Lamar gave that one game up, up for them. So right. even the guys who are in the MVP conversation. Just and you can't give those away. Like that was just unacceptable to do. Two interceptions that. for Lamar. I mean, sixty-seven point eight rating. Um, it was a victory. Uh, but uh, you know, you look at Stroud, what he does. Um, obviously, everyone grabbing Keaton Mitchell on their fantasy after that one. Uh, how to you know thirty-four yards, but it was a one touchdown. So I was like, where did he come from? Um, yeah, well, it's, it happens to guys. Severance every year. He's like, I'm the man. And then all of a sudden they're like, Nope. Here's yep, someone. Here comes a rookie really until they, we break him. So um, you just gotta like in fantasy, I've had Gus, and you just gotta know this is a temporary thing. Gus is like a fuck buddy, right? He's just like this is just temporary. This isn't yeah. long term. This is just 
just for a couple of weeks until two of mm-hmm. one of us feels better. New nickname for Gus Edwards. Fuck buddy. <laughs> the fuck um, oh my God, we're going to get banned for the swearing, but uh, swearing indeed for the Browns uh, getting a victory in this one, 33, 31, um, you know, uh, grinding it, grinding it out. It was, it was a great game. It was a really fun you know, game in, to in watch, a victory. But... Like if you want to, for all the games to watch, man, the, this NFC or a, yeah, a, AFC North is pretty much the best, like division to watch aside from this the no, herpes of, of the, they, of they the have a lot of good records it is not it is not watchable these are not watchable teams and the browns are not watchable well they're pittsburgh winnable but we're we'll absolutely into that. not watchable and well, Pitt, pittsburgh has, is herpes they're, they're, they're just you just wonder where they are there's just like this weird allergy that just comes around and you're like how are they winning how are they they just infect you i don't know what it is it's like a gaseous Fart. Pittsburgh, but, Pitts, Pittsburgh is last year's Vikings this year. Where you're just like, how is this team winning? Like they just yeah. somehow win every single close game that comes their way. It's a, it's like the great coaching. Like uh, it, it's the Tomlin effect. He's got this uh, aura. Uh, he's a magician. Anyway, the, and the, now yeah. Cleveland. Doesn't Cleveland just wish they kept Josh Dobbs the way he's just been passed oh, around the gosh, league? Yeah, like they they had him at the beginning of the year. He was the Talk first about one a they fuck traded. Buddy. And, huh? and, now and I spelled that with a ph, by the way. No, nah, he's not a fuck. He's a Vietnamese sense. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs is a fuck bro. Right? He just goes and crushes Eskimo brother. And, and then yeah. and then he and then he leaves. He goes to another city and crushes. And that's what he's doing right now. He's been great. And imagine if Pittsburgh or if uh, Cleveland just gave. Or maybe he never would have become the Josh Dobbs we're seeing now if he never got traded from Cleveland in the first place. Like that's his origin story in the superhero. It, it now seems to be the call genre. up of, uh, of the the legendary backups. Like because of all these kids that are failing, it's like all of these young punks that they thought were going to be heroes. Uh, the millennials apparently can't run the building, and so uh, you've got it's like we got to call up these old guys. Hence Carson Wentz suiting up. Um, yeah. Man, uh, but the Browns, yeah, the Browns get this victory. Uh, as you say, we talked about this game, but uh, good on the Browns uh, for eking this one out. Kareem Hunt. Uh, I did I did predict this one. It was one of my probably only wins uh, but, that I predicted, right? But I kind of felt like, again, these games are always weird. Divisional games are impossible. I'm never betting them again. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't bet division games because they're just impossible. Just avoid them like the plague. Yeah. Speaking of plagues, uh, we should talk about the Germany game. Um, oh more like God. a baseball game. Yeah, well, we should talk about it. Okay. Um, as they say, pretty much. Um, it was the bad. I mean, like the field, no one wanted to play there. Um, 10 6. Uh, there was a one touchdown, but man, good for the Germans. Uh, I love that the, they were just the hey, best. They got- they, they made the game the... last week. Listen, this is what London, everyone in London's been experiencing for a decade now, right? Here's your, yeah. here's your, here's crumbs. your hangover. Here's your NFL. Here's your NFL crumbs. Here's the worst game we could possibly give you. I think part of it is like a big joke in the league where they're just like, what could be the worst possible game that we could send someone beforehand? And it turned out. Like Mac Jones looked terrible. I think we've seen the end of the Mac Jones era, and you've probably seen the end of like the Bill Belichick era. I think it's just now he's like dead man walking, but no one's sentenced him to death. They're just going to let him kill himself. Harry was it Dan Orlovsky saying that uh, this is his last year? Probably. It'll be oh, done. I I think it's absolutely. He's already sailing. Yeah. 
there's there's a possibility they could trade him, right? He definitely has some value. Some owner's going to be like, I can get Bill Belichick. Some like, crusty old owner is not going to realize. So, and and I think they just want if you especially if you're going to get a a new quarterback, I think you just want a fresh start. If you're New England, it would be the smart move to do. So, but it was think- a bad a bad loss with by a, a coach that's it's he knows it's over. Like he's got nothing out there. He's playing with nothing. Yeah, it was a it was a bad game. And as for Belichick, I mean, you could tell after that whole video, I guess, I don't know if that ring thing looked real uh, of him doing the dirty deed from someone's house. And then OJ Simpson saying how much college girls like to bang him. I could see Bill Belichick getting a boat and him and OJ cruising the seas. Just <laughs> There's happening. a reality show. There's That's a reality just show. Just a reality. Epstein's not got an island. I got a boat. Um Horrible, but a horrible game. Um, the Colts eke out a win. Uh, ugly, fugly. Um, you know, but uh, Germany, I guess. Uh, yeah, welcome, welcome to hosting the NFL games. Yeah, and uh, uh, they they sex boat would call it would call be called the BBOJ, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, that, uh, I don't know. Let's see if that. Hopefully, that's not taken. We should see if we can get that. <laughs> Um, Just let's put it, into, put it into AI art. Oh, oh, uh, dude, let me let me go with that one. Yeah. Let me run with <laughs> we get running with uh, the garbage, and we talked about this one being sort of a garbagey Packers Steelers Steelers. Um, just just squeak it out, uh, Slither. Packers. Slither. Yeah, do not look good. I mean, Jordan Love had some had some connection things. The Steelers got their running game, but it was the defense. Um, you know, Packer, it was a 17-13 game at the half, and then uh, Steelers just sort of ground them down. I will say, in defense of the Packers, that backwards pass that they called incomplete was a tr- – was that was like – you know when everyone complains about VAR in, yeah. in football over here? That was like the equivalent of it. That was obviously a backwards pass. Everyone saw it. Everyone knew it, and they somehow – did, and it would have changed the whole game. That would yeah. be such a big turnover in Pittsburgh's end. So again, the refs making it about themselves. It was an egregious, terrible call. But I know you just never felt like when the, the Packers had that chance coming down that Jordan Love was going to do it. You know, he had a couple of nice passes, uh, nice catch uh, by Dobbs. I think Dobbs had that nice, really nice touchdown catch. Uh, but again, it was Aaron Jones couldn't couldn't really get it done, and and Kenny Pickett was bad. He's just not good. He's yeah. had like what, like six touchdowns in ten games. Like this he had is zero not... in this game. Fourteen for twenty-three yeah. was nothing. So this is just not competent quarterback play. Sure, you can get to the playoffs, but you're going to get your ass whooped in the first round, Pittsburgh. So I feel like these teams are now going to start playing each other because I think Pittsburgh plays uh, Cleveland this week as well. So they're yeah. they're all going to start beating up on each other. And now Cleveland's got no. Cleveland's got no. Deshaun Watson, so Pittsburgh's going to be seven and three somehow. It's, it's like you're driving a big station wagon, and there's four kids in the backseat just beating the hell out of each other. This is, <laughs> I think, we're in the multiverse where Pittsburgh wins the Super Bowl this year. Oh, uh, just and just greasing it through. It's like, hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how, how did you get here? Oh, uh, just the one, like, get rid of this. T- get rid of this timeline. It's been ruined. Yeah, no, particularly tainted. It smells of taint. Um, ah. Man, ugly game, that one. Uh, but Steelers get another victory. Um, okay, surprising game where I'm going to go into the surprising game. Tampa Bay and Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, uh, Billy Jeans had been lighting it up 
Uh, they'd all have this offense going. And the Bucks just shut them down. Mm-hmm. And it was just like mistakes, but they were just, you know, they just couldn't get anything going in this one. I thought, you know, Henry would have a good game. This was one of his worst games. Um, this is one of the worst weeks, by the way. This is like when, as yeah. betting weeks went, this it was, was absolutely just eesh. It was so bad. Um, but Bucks, and, and I thought the the Titans might have a chance here, but the Bucks just it was a chokes uh miss chokes on dick on, on this one. Yeah, well there might be like just because there's a bunch of film on on Billy Jeans now. So it's just yeah. he's just now like, again, he's not my son, games, he's not so. my lover. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the song, but uh, uh, I do, I do. Uh, but yeah, he was again. I think, and also, I think having Tampa Bay get absolutely lit up in that terrible loss against mm-hmm. Houston again, you have to take those into consideration. Those are pride yeah. games where people yeah. like are pissed and they come back the next week. So I think you had um, Billy Jeans, who was kind of coasting on two kind of games where he was looking good, probably feeling himself a bit, and then you get punched in the face in the NFL. That's what happens. Every time you start thinking things are good, you get punched in the face. Or um, you got CJ Stroud on, which no, that's, of... that's yeah, Patrick Mahomes, and then you're fine. Um, yeah, yeah. No, he, he he can rebound. He is part of the multiverse. He's one of those. But again, it was it was again. You're gonna have these games. Tampa Bay was good, but this doesn't change. I think anyone's opinion on who Tampa Bay is. I think they're like an average team that might be able to fight for that last playoff spot if they can get consistent quarterback play, and that's. The only thing that's going to save it. Yeah, I mean, look, Baker, you know, 278 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, um, 102.4 rating. Uh, look, he got it done at home. Uh, it was the embarrassment. But I guess in the coaching, you thought they would adjust in some way. Uh, I guess you'd figure that how do we get the passing? How do we get the running game going? They just couldn't. There was just a lot of not – it was just miscommunication. I don't know if they were looking ahead or looking behind or looking anywhere. Uh, but it was just a bad performance by Tennessee. Very surprising. Uh, rivalry game, obviously, uh, Saints and Vikings. And uh, as we talked about the aforementioned Joshua Dobbs, um, you know, having a good game. Minnesota putting up 21 points in the second half. Um, well, this was, a, this was a pretty big uh, command statement. Um, that uh, we don't need Justin Jefferson. Uh, and Minnesota just, or sorry, uh, New Orleans just couldn't uh, really get it together in this one. No, it's just the the Dobbs effect. He's just got so he's got that magic pixie dust in him. It's going to be a great story because again, yep. this is now a team that can definitely make a run to the playoffs. I think Justin Jefferson coming back uh, once he again, if there's one thing I think Josh Dobbs has, it's confidence because the yep. dude wherever he goes, he doesn't feel like he's getting traded and he's like, oh man, they hate me. He just keeps going. He just keeps balling. Like that touchdown run he had was amazing. Yeah. Just an incredible play by him. And now the fact that you're probably getting Jefferson back. And again, you had a, one of those, like Derek Carr got injured, and then you had Jameis doing that insane across the field. It was good to have Jameis back, to be honest yeah. with you. It was fun. It was fun to watch him throw across the field. Two interceptions. That, that, that no human being should ever attempt. No. And Jameis is like, I got, I love it. He yeah. plays like everyone thinks Josh Allen plays like. That's what that's how um, Jameis plays. You gotta love him. He was fun. And Derek Carr, again, he wasn't really doing anything when he was out there. So um it it was a classic Derek Carr game. 
And I was a little surprised that the defense didn't show up. I thought they'd be better. But yeah. again, there's just this Josh Dobbs magic in the air. And there's nothing you can do about it. You're all we're all victims to it. And just enjoy it. Because I'm going to be cheering for Minnesota when the playoffs hit. Because I think they're going to be a fun team. Yeah, I mean, Joshua Dobbs, the interesting thing is because when you have a scrambling quarterback and and someone who can move around like that, you can't plan like that. Obviously, when people like, you know, when Justin Fields, God rest his soul, um, used to play like that, um, you can't really plan for it. The, the tale of, you know, two quarterbacks there was Joshua Dobbs, you know, obviously being shuttled around for different teams and finding a home. <laughs> who knows if Minnesota will will you know, get someone big next year and and shuttle him off to another team. He will be maybe, um, you know, the the next uh, Fitzmagic. James Winston, you know, two two touchdowns, but two interceptions. I mean, 59.1 rating. James is going to get to a point where his quarterback rating equals his age. And I think that's when you sort of have to go, oh, I don't know if we keep him. Um, but, you know, Minnesota keeps moving on. In the division, though, um, I don't know how defiant or definitive they are. Oh, let's go to Cincinnati, where Joe Burrow, uh, hey, kid, I'm going to show you how to play some football. And the kid uh, definitely showed him how to play some football. CJ Stroud, everyone's talking MVP, but it's only week 10. Um, but the Texans, and, you know, he's able to connect with these receivers we've never heard of um, <laughs> with barely a running game. Uh, Singletary had a, a good one last week, but um, man, Bengals yeah, looked, uh, yeah, needed a bit of Viagra in this one. Well, again, Bengals got tough, they're just kind of like in the like the Bills are, they got a tough schedule coming up, got a lot of tough games. Again, no T Higgins, that's what really worried me. Again, they're not the same team when they don't have those three weapons with Boyd. Higgins and Chase. So uh, I'm not I'm not really surprised. I'm surprised how well Devin Singletary ran, but he had the occasional great game in Buffalo. And it's funny that all these Buffalo draft picks that basically have gone to like Indianapolis with Moss, Houston, Singletary, and now five kind of feeling themselves and you're watching Buffalo who can't run at all. Um on are struggling. So maybe it's not it's not them. They're just like get out and you spread your wings and go fly. But the real story is Stroud. He's just been incredible. He just mm-hmm. you're waiting for him to throw up and it's like, how did he lose to to Carolina two weeks ago? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just <laughs> like it makes you think like that's the crazy thing in the NFL. He just beat Joe Burrow and you're like, oh my God, the last yeah. two weeks with that comeback. Two weeks ago, he was awful against Carolina and, and played terribly. And so it just shows who knows. Just enjoy it while you can. Cause I think. People will catch up with Stroud. This stuff, this can't go on forever. This, 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 this rookie domination with Tank Dell and all this. But I'm gonna just enjoy it because they really went in there and they just moved the ball at will on Cincinnati. And that even Luana Rumo's defense, it's it's good and it, it has that bend but don't break a lot of times. But you know they give up yards and they give up a lot of plays and and he just lit them up for almost 400 yards. So. You know, say what you want, but Cincinnati's now kind of looking like this could this could be a battle for them now, fighting for that last playoff spot. Maybe yeah. one of the last playoff spots. Yeah, I mean, I look at this as like what what could have been if this would have been like say uh, an AFC wild card game, and this you know you can't count out a team like Houston. They can just really make it happen. The impressive thing with C.J. Stroud is just his poise in the pocket, his ability just when all the stuff is going on to find connections. He, 
you know, his his connection rate, I think it's something like on par with Aaron Rodgers and and he's a rookie, you know, like he just you just you think of this guy his first year. My God, 10 points in the second quarter, 10 points in the third quarter, 10 points in the fourth quarter. Um, They just had no answer for him. Like it just looked like Cincinnati just had and, and just his game winning drives. That's a differential, you know, and we'll get into Buffalo later. But but. The no, different, we, we can we can skip that. But did, just, this guy knows just how end to, it early. Yeah, he knows how to end a game, and and he knows how to just put the drive together, and and that's really when you look at it. Um, you know, with the Texans in a few years, with a few building blocks around them. My goodness, my goodness. Um, good game for them. Um, and you know, uh, Cincinnati has obviously got to look at themselves. Going forward, and 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 you know, were they looking ahead too much to Baltimore, or and saying you know maybe we're going to focus? Um, but you know, if you take another beating from Baltimore, eh, man, it's looking even tougher than you thought. Tougher than we thought is um, the San Francisco 49ers defense. Whoo, doggy! Um, 49ers uh, against Jacksonville. This was a breakdown, shakedown. Any which way you want to go down. Um, defense showed up. Brock Purdy looked really good in this one. Um, you know, it was they were up by 10 uh, going into, into halftime uh, and then putting 14 points just on add to it uh, in the third quarter and another seven. Jacksonville had no answer. I mean, they had three points only in the second quarter. And um, the defense, woo. 49ers, I guess, not, not, not happy with the way people talked about them. No, it was it was a beatdown. Yeah, Purdy looked good. They had Debo back. They had all the weapons. It was like this is kind of what we saw San Francisco, and we saw Chase Young and what he brought. You know, he was able to add a, a, another kind of pressure coming off that edge, and that defense too, was just dominant. Like Trevor Lawrence couldn't do anything. Uh, that again, and this is kind of I think again the last couple of weeks he had those bad Purdy games. He needed to have this comeback game. There was also questions about the defense whether they're able, because they've been just getting lit up where, you know, um, uh, I don't know who was it, put up like 400 against them a couple weeks ago. They had to bring the coordinator down to the sidelines to fix this. So that clearly works. I don't know why coordinators are up in the booth. It doesn't make any sense. But they're better than than everyone. It's like playing chess from above. You just uh, want to be on the table. You want to see the battleground. That's where they can film their only fans. Yeah, but it was my favorite part was watching. There was a, a, a part where, kind of near the end of the game, where they had a huge lead and they were just force feeding McCaffrey the ball to try mm-hmm. and get him into that end zone to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. break that record. But man, they were risking. I was watching it just being like, this is hilarious, but he's going to get hurt. It's going to be one of the worst coaching oh decisions God. of all time. It would have gone down in history, but yeah. it didn't get in. Unfortunately, for the record. So the the streak yeah. is over, but you kind of got to like Shanahan that he went for that. I thought that was kind of funny. It was end. respectable. It was a nice. Uh, it was a nice thing, and you know you're up that amount. Gesture. It's like it's why not? You you go for it. Like a lot of other coaches, I don't think would have Bill Belichick. But uh, you know Shanahan going for it. Great, great effort for them. Um, definitive uh, statement in this one because Jacksonville flying so high, and then just to have a defense choke them. Choke them, Daddy. Like just no safety <laughs> word, <laughs> you know. This is a, is a choke out. Uh, 
Uh, we'll go into uh, a next throwdown. Man, this is an exciting game. Detroit Lions, L.A. Chargers, 41-38. Um, man, the running game, the dual head. I mean, Jamar Gibbs and and uh, Montgomery in this one. Uh, coming up fierce, uh, you know, Chargers trying to throw everything they can at it. Um, you know, fourth quarter, 14 points. Second quarter, 14 points. But, man, this was... You know, 79-point game. It was so much fun. It was such a good game. Uh, the Lions are great. They're really fun. Like Montgomery back, a 75-yarder. Uh, yeah, to have that one-two punch of Gibbs and that just makes Jared Goff's life easier, and he was able to have a good game. He's been kind of, again, Jared Goff in a dome. He's really good. It's just this weird thing. It's just like that's why Detroit needs to get home playoff games. For the, the for their best chance, because if you have to go somewhere cold, like in Philly, it's going to be a lot tougher for them. Um, but yeah, but again, it was just the Chargers just just didn't get it done. That's what the Chargers do. Nah. Herbert will put up these games. Like Keenan Allen was incredible, but they're so dependent on him. Um, they were able to get kind of Eckler moving, but it just it just it always isn't enough for the Chargers. That's the thing. Every time you watch it. it you're just like, oh, well, no, Chargers lost because that's what the Chargers do. And until they get, get rid of Brandon Say, which I'm thinking is now pretty much inevitable, unless once they're kind of eliminated, I think he's gone. But it, it was a great win by the Lions. Kind of needed that big one, especially to kind of show that they are one of the top dogs. And they're going to be a fun team. Like Dan Campbell, give him credit. Like he's a he's a fun coach to watch, and I'm looking forward to his post-game victory speech in the playoffs. That'd be great. It's going to have a statue put out in front of him. I mean, Dan Campbell, I mean, bouncing on his fourth down balls, pretty much, you know, just going for it all the time. Like, exactly. Like, how much balls does that play to not just kick a large, long field goal, be like, no, you're not even going to get a chance. That that is ballsy. That's some, some, like, 3D chess stuff he was doing. That's some jizzy Gillespie jazz. Years back, that would be the stuff Dan Campbell would totally screw up or something, or like he would have left too much clock on. I think he's that's what you want to see from your coach. You want to see a bit of that like smart game management evolution and the confidence in your team to just be like, to hell with them. We're just going to win this game. And you got to love that. I love that. And if you're a Detroit fan, you got to love that. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. I mean, like, but it's also the whole thing that I always look at when I'm looking at the Chargers is they've just got to give him more tools. Like Herbert is good, but always relying on old man Allen. And and you've got this sort of other rag tag, but it, it doesn't feel like he's got a good enough core around him. You know, like they've just not building his sort of Avengers team that he needs. You know, it's um, it's it's unfortunate no. because he, he's sort of relying and he's sort of picking, choosing on these guys. Um, but th- they're not really stalwarts that 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 Allen is. Um, so, Balance good, but again, without Mike Williams, that's a devastating loss. Mike Williams just made them one-dimensional, really. But it, coming back to again being a veteran wide receiver that you need, you, you need some of these guys and someone to bring on. Um, it's just coaching; it comes down to it, as you say. Um, hey, coaching Arthur Smith, uh, great coaching uh, Cardinals and Kyler, twenty-five, twenty-three, come from behind, put that on Pornhub because this one was uh, a big-time one. Um, who would have thunk? Uh, you know, Atlanta is uh, scores fourteen points in the second in the second quarter. Um, it looks like it's fourteen twelve game, and then Arizona 
third quarter puts on the the gas and you know makes it a little out of reach. Yeah, at least you know we were able to see a Bijan touchdown, which was nice. That's how ninety-five nice yards. He was yeah. able to finally do it. But yeah, it was just um, it was just one of those games you kind of just saw saw coming for Atlanta. Uh, Kyler Kyler looked fast. I thought for someone who just had the ACL, he yeah. had some nice runs. Again, he doesn't really have a lot of weapons. He's only really thrown to like what Marquise Brown doesn't mm-hmm. really have. And now with these wins, he's Got basically what he's, <laughs> what he's trying to do is like get them out of range to win enough games to get them out of range to get a quarterback so he can keep his yeah. job. That's kind of his only job the rest of the way. Like get to like six wins, maybe get to five, six wins. Then you don't get a top three pick. And now you, you got to keep them because you're not going to be able to trade them really. Unless he has some sort of like miraculous run at the end of the season, everyone wants him. But um, I thought it was good. Another bad loss. And I think Atlanta, you just have to. This is the end of Arthur Smith. I think you've got enough talent on this team that it's not going to take much to fix it. You just go out and get a quarterback in the offseason. There will be some available. And I think they'll be fine. But I think this is the end of Arthur Smith. You can't lose all these games against, especially when your division is wide open and you just keep losing these games right at the end. Um, not great, but not surprising. But good you know, for Atlanta in the long run. Just get them out. Just start over. That's the way I'm starting to feel with the Bills coach. It's like, let's just start, get someone offensive, and let's move on. That's the future of the game. It's offensive. Yeah, I mean, there's some size of life there and, and some some talent that's there. I mean, the Heineke and it's not the solution and and getting the offense and and, and getting rid of the coach and o- overall. Uh, I mean, Trey McBride was the sort of shining spot the Cardinals for, for, you know, Kyler Murray being able to open it up. I mean, I said Scotty Miller earlier because that was like their only real touchdown or big touchdown for them receiving. Um, the fact that Atlanta has to r- rely on that, um, man, it, it's like, he, it's, it's the dead animal on the side of the road. Do you revive it? Do you, do you, do you call the RSPCA? Uh, what do you do? Or, or, or do you just, do you walk on? Just, just eat it. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, you know, because you know, uh, cost of living, cost of living. Oh, talk about the cost of living when you're in Seattle. Uh, this was a tough cost for them because uh, it was a battle against this uh, this Sam Howell that everyone's talking about. It's another 312 yards, yeah. three touchdowns, 109.3 rating in the top two. Of quarterback uh, passing yards this season. Yeah, you, I think he leads. The, I think he leads the NFL in passing yards. Yeah, crazy. And when Ron think, Rivera but... said we are going to stick in front of this guy. This is our guy. At the start of the season, everyone's like, Sam well, Howell, listen. you're stupid." Blah blah blah. Now, Ron Howell will be. Ron Rivera will be gone. Ron Howell. <laughs> Ron Howell. <laughs> oh my god, the great combination. But Ron Good Rivera director, will be yeah. gone. Yeah, I know, but. Um, Sam Howell will stay. I mean, this guy. Talk about coconuts. Again, to me, to, to me, it kind of reminds me of uh, like uh, Blake Bortles years ago. Remember when that Blake Bortles had that year where he put up like thirty-five touchdowns, like four thousand yards, and you were just yeah, he was on the good place. Uh, his no, name, no, I mean. but then you, you look at it, <laughs> yeah. and it was all garbage yards. A lot yeah. of it was garbage yards. Frank Sam Howell's not really doing that. Um, I think, yeah, he's been much better. Being sacked later, throwing up yards, throwing up touchdowns. So you got to give him credit. So I think if you're 
uh, Washington, you're probably not going to get, again, a reach of some of the top quarterbacks. Yeah, I think he's done enough to give him another shot, get a new coach in with a little bit of offensive uh, prowess and just kind of see if you can unleash this guy. So I, I think if you're Washington, you've got to feel at least optimistic, but knowing that is this guy really is? I mean, I think they kind of worry about him the way like Niners fans worry about Purdy. It's like, is this guy really that good? Yeah. Kind of the way like, or is he going to be like Desmond Ritter or you know some of the other guys that are going to kind of have been falling apart? Old man Geno Smith though, three hundred sixty nine yards, uh, rallying them uh, fourth quarter. Um, you know, yeah, Seattle needed this nice win at home, that was but so close to getting tipped. Yeah, that amazing that that video they showed on Twitter that's just barely just showing how close it was that on one of the passes to win the games. Yeah, Gino did Gino had a Gino game, which he needed to do. He, he was desperate. I think there's, he's had a lot of bad games in a row, so he needed to kind of get back on the win category. So, good win, but it would have been nice for it to be a bit more convincing because it's still, he's not he's not putting away teams. He's having to come back and it's every everything's a struggle still. Well, I mean, the, you know, it's a good record for them uh, to move on to six and three for Seattle. Yeah, uh, so you good. know, uh, in that division, uh, and uh, you know, you, you you've got man going in, uh, just don't lose them. You keep going, and that's a really good record. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. I, I wish I could make the the sound for the the Undertaker when he comes into the ring. Doom. Yeah. Doom. Uh, man, it was doom for hey, uh, this- Devito. <laughs> And this this was the easiest bet of the year. And this yeah. was like money in the bank. It was just, even I took it at 17 and a half. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, it could have been 20 and I would have maybe taken it. This was limp discuit. We knew it was going to be. And um, the Cowboys, you know, they were, they were 28 nothing at halftime. And then it was, uh, yeah, I, it was just what, 42, 42-7 uh, after the third quarter. It was and just, yet somehow, uh, somehow, uh, the running back was not able to do anything. Uh, the, what's his name? Um, oh, Pollard. Oh, Dallas is Pollard. My God, Pollard. No, no, my, no. My, they were baby they brain. were dowdling. They they decided like, they were even with at their forty dowdle. points. Pollard couldn't do anything. He's been such a disappointment this year. Dallas again. The one shining thing is just Dak and CD Lamb. It's just been absolutely on fire. Kind of like AJ Brown. They've had that connection over the last few weeks. Just been unstoppable. But again, Dallas just keeps having these like cakewalk games. And then when they play a good team, they lose. So it's like kind of like Miami, kind of like Buffalo. Like you can beat the bad teams, but let me see you beat the good teams. I'm kind of tired of watching Dallas beat bad teams and everyone's like, Cowboys, look at them. And then the one that they play anyone with a winning record, they lose. Like they lost Arizona in week, week three. So it doesn't really do much for me this win beating this team um and with Tommy DeVito like I feel bad for Brian Dable he's been absolutely left with nothing to work with and he might even get fired because of it which would just be kind of a travesty yeah I did feel like we you needed to call a teacher at, at some point during this game because it was like stop it stop it yeah. he's already dead he's already um, dead yeah that's uh, what it felt like uh but yeah as you're saying the Cowboys it's going to be tested again because you know you still Look, that Philadelphia game, they were very close to it. They could have beat them on that game. Um, there was just a lot of crap on it. But Dallas still rolls through. Um, uh, as much as the Dallas haters, the NFC, who's going to champion? Who's going to be our champion in the NFC? I don't know. Is it the Cowboys? It's certainly, uh, well, it's not in these two teams. We're going to the AFC. 
this was a late game. Raiders, Jets. Jets uh, outscored the Raiders, uh, but they couldn't score. I mean, this, again, 16-12. to 12. Raiders, uh, second victory for them in a row. Um, a lot of field goals in this game. Um, pretty much all. It was a game. It was it was a football game. It was a football game that happened, and it had, it was everything you could have like guessed what would have happened. It was just you know Zach Wilson did some wild things, had some good plays, and then some bad plays. The Raiders again. Aiden O'Connell really struggled against the Jets D, which everyone knew was going to happen, and it was just who's going to be the one team to do one more play, and that was the Raiders. The Jets. It's been hilarious watching. This just just absolute devotion to Zach Wilson all year. Like again, they why didn't they go for Dobbs? They're yeah. not out of it. But they got this whole Aaron Rodgers who keeps like he's like, I think he just keeps going, I'm coming back. I've got you know what he probably twisted his ankle and he's just now because there's this rumor that he's been faking it the whole time. And like he he it wasn't actually an Achilles tear, it was like a high ankle sprain. He's just been like, I'll be back. So he could say like he was the greatest recovery from an injury in history. <laughs> Which wouldn't like say it's hilarious and I love it. And I wish it was true, but Probably not, but he's not coming back. He just keeps saying it because he's upset no one's talking about him. And it's it's hilarious at the same time. I mean, I saw the airplanes crash into his Achilles, so I'm pretty sure it was real. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it is this sort of Aaron <laughs> Rodgers thing where he's like pissing on it. It's like, don't bring anyone else in. Because there, yeah, there are some opportunities like too. where you could have brought like- this in that, that maybe... Maybe you would have been outshone by someone. Um, and and for him to watch a Stroud and Howell uh battle it out and watch these young kids starting to uh, you know slam it on the table and show how big it is. Um I, I guess you know he's like saying now he wants to be back in December. Um man, the Jets, the, the defense can try to keep them in for so long, but it was still the Raiders getting 16 points on them. Um, you know, it it was it was a tough game, and for the Raiders, it's again you're you're you know you're the Steelers of the AFC, pretty much. Like, okay, he <laughs> now got five wins. You're five and five. Yeah, uh, no one relieves. Nobody you. cares. You know, it's also five and five. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, yeah. um, uh, as as they <laughs> as they. Uh, when I sent you that message, by the way, the Ish, I was I never tell you the games. <laughs> I sent the no, Ish, but. I went down uh, my picks. My picks are the worst picks I've ever had, like in in some <laughs> ever in my picks. And I was like, yeah. I will never but tell you that. I know that because I know you're an just emotional reading man. It, and then and then and then I did come down to the last play of the game. So it, it of course it still made me. But it actually was actually a good thing because I ended up not even watching the last kicks and missing the 12 men on the field penalty because I was just like, oh. ah, this is over. <laughs> Which is just an, an egregious penalty. So like you're watching Sean McDermott just fired Ken Dorsey. So he's now That's a guy who's basically fired Leslie Frazier for the for the Cincinnati game last year. Now he's fired Ken Dorsey. So he's a man on an island right now. He's kind of it kind of feels like the writing's on the wall that this is a guy who's losing the team, who's losing the the not his defense. Defense still played quite well, considering that all of them are injured. But the offense is something wasn't right. It just looks broken. There's just no it looks predictable. Josh Allen's thrown that same interception, I think, about five times this year. 
that mm-hmm. same one into the corner, throwing it to a guy who's five foot six on like a, a go route. It was just, I don't know what they're doing. So I think I'm hoping this will make a difference, but I'm not, I wasn't surprised that they lost. Uh, they didn't deserve to win. They were awful. The first play of the game, they fumble it. Then they have uh, Gabe Davis drops right through his hands. It gets picked off on the second drive. It's just four turnovers. It just it never. It's just sloppy, sloppy football that deserves to lose every time they play. And Russell Wilson, if Josh Allen played like Russell Wilson, the Bills would have won. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. here's one of the things I noticed about the game when I was watching it is that. Josh Allen does not set his feet. He's always scrambling and running, and it's just he doesn't actually ever find time to control a pocket. And and so as well, a result, he abandons it so quickly. Not, and so but that's it. He's so got to find. Yeah. He's got to define a pocket. He's got to get something and set it, and and be able to at least set it. But he always seems to want to. It's like he's he's stagnating his hero ball, and he's like, I'm not going to do all this. So he's just trying to go off foot. And it just it's not working because you see yeah. all these these cross body throws that he's doing. And and I was watching a lot of the throws. It's like, man, set your feet, plant your feet, do something. And, and it just makes it for awkward football when you've got guys open, when you have potential, you know, it's an e- and, it should be an easy enough game when you're coming back. Yeah. And it was and good coming make- back. In, yeah. Yeah, and then to make this change right again, when now you're about to go to the gauntlet, we have to go through Philly. Dallas, Kansas City, the Chargers, Miami again. So it's like the chances the Bills make the playoffs are almost slim to none right now. I think it's at like 30%. And Sean McDermott, by the end, if you don't make the playoffs with Josh Allen and that team, which you have the offensive weapons, they've had no injuries on the offensive side, so there's no excuse. This is just a failure. And I think sometimes, like we we talked about it, sometimes, yeah, you just hit a limit. You can go with the coach. Like Andy Reid got fired in Philly. People... You know, Bill Belichick got fired. People who get fired, and sometimes it's like, we ha- are we going to just continue to waste Josh Allen and just because it looks like right now he's a shell of himself, what he used to be. Even his like body language on the sideline, you go there, he's just by himself, just looks depressed half the game. <laughs> yeah, some it, something's not right, and no one knows what it is. Maybe we'll find out in the off season, but this season looks like it's pretty much over. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, and yourself included, thought the Bills would do quite well this season. Well, um, I always have an optimist for a couple of weeks, and then I turn. Optimist, <laughs> week 10, I mean, week 10 when you go 5-5, five five, it's a very difficult uphill battle because, you know, even if you win three, you know, you're going in eight and seven. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And that's not... I don't even yeah. know if they'll beat the Jets that's this week, five. right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so... So, I mean, you, you still got uh, enough games to go, but week 10, uh, man, there's still enough you need to win uh, in terms of that. Winning, winning, winning. Um, let's talk about our Thursday night football game. Uh, as we get into the AFC North, as we talked about, the the brothers in the backseat of the station wagon beating the crap out of each other. And this time it goes to Baltimore, home of the wire. Uh, we're with McNulty, who's actually British. Um <laughs> Uh, and the, the Bengals are visiting, and after taking that one on the chin uh, from the Texans last week, Baltimore now starting to put a statement on, but also being, you know, they can show they can be scored on as well. They can, you can be run on, you can run on Baltimore. Baltimore, though, favored uh, three and a half points, the over under 45 and a half. Ryan, 
Baltimore. Yeah. What do you like, Cincy? This is like, a big well, game. It's tough because I do like I'm wondering, is T. Higgins gonna play? Is he gonna it's be T. Higgins? I think I think he'll be back. I wanna pick I think I'm gonna take Cincinnati only because they're the most desperate team. I think you know, Baltimore I think have they played each other? I think they played each other earlier in Baltimore one. I think yeah, they did. Yeah. Even, that's what Joe Burrow's. You know, no. I think when Joe Burrow's back is against the wall is when he plays his best. When they there was a couple weeks ago when they knew they were like, we got to start figuring things out. We need to start getting some wins. They start putting it together. You know, last week was tough without T. Higgins. It was always going to be tough against the Houston team, but their defense needs to be better. These again, these are divisional games, like we said. They are absolutely coin flips 99% of the time. So I'm going to go with the more desperate team. And I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Uh, I'll go 26-24. Ooh. Oh, man. Ones. Yeah. Uh, and T. He Higgins. Um, I, I get what you're talking about in, in desperation because, the, you know, the Bengals, obviously, when you start chalking up these losses like this, and I, they've got the worst loss record to all the opponents in, in their division. So, like, you got to get one win because even if it comes down to a tie, you're out. Um, I, I can't I see them out on this one. Baltimore at home. Um Just knowing they've got their number, the way that Baltimore's been playing, the way they've been spreading it around. With Keaton um, and and Cincinnati, I don't know if they can if they can fully recover four days on after that loss. If they can really get motivated, it's great. Everyone's one hundred percent or one hundred percent ish, but this is a Baltimore defense that is fierce. I mean, they're going to come after Joe Burrow. The Mixon will probably be their only hope. I've got it twenty eight to twenty five for Baltimore. I think uh, the the Cincinnati is going to keep it close enough under the three and a half. Uh, but yeah. it's going to be over. It'll be a good close one. The Bengals will fight. Um, I, but I see Baltimore breaking up an early lead on this one. Bengals fighting back in the second half, a jostling. And, but Baltimore holds on to it in a chokehold. Chokehold. That was my uh, safety word and my nickname <laughs> in high school. Um, nice. Folks, that is, uh, that's it for our podcast. Uh, for our Week 10 review, our Week 10 crit. Uh, and our TNF will be uh, ahead with our week 11 preview coming up soon. There's some great games. Uh, there's only three games on at nine o'clock, which is kind of crazy. Eight games on at six. Um, and the games look pretty good. None of them in Europe. Thanks for listening.